You're listening to Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, joined in the flesh by my best friend, Ben Weir. Great to not only be doing another episode with you, but our first one in person. Oh, no, dude, this is awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But we've taken Up Your Game on the road to Minneapolis, Minnesota, where we witnessed the game of all games between the Minnesota Vikings and Indianapolis Colts. This was a special occasion as Ben is a Vikings fan and I am a Colts fan. We knew this would be a slugfest and both predicted a three-point win for our teams. Colts got possession first, wasted no time driving down the field. A problem that ended up playing huge dividends in this game was Jonathan Taylor went out with an ankle injury just a few plays in and never returned. And this really hit the Colts as they got down to the goal line and got stuffed twice and forced to kick a field goal. Yeah, and we've been talking about this all day. I, he would have made a huge difference. I mean, a huge difference if you guys would have had him. Had that one catch for 13 yards, and then we, he just disappeared. I mean, we just we didn't know where he went, and we were really confused, and then finally came on the big scoreboard. But, yeah, no, I mean, if he was playing, I just think – I think again, I told you before the game started, he was going to run for like 200 yards, but I, he would have made a huge difference. First Vikings possession ended in a blocked punt and a 24-yard return for the Colts. Game was 10-0 just like that. Ben, for a team who doesn't do much on special teams, this was a huge play for the Colts. Yeah, you guys had two pretty big special teams plays to start. I mean, the first, the kickoff return to start the game, it looked like it could go all the way. And then that stupid block punt, that was just like special teams. I mean, it's, it was huge, man. It was a huge deal for sure. Huge momentum boost and everything for you guys as well. Second possession, Cook breathed some life into the Vikings, scampering for a 40-yard run. That didn't last long as Cook fumbled on the very next play. Been quite the gut punch when the Vikings were showing a little bit of life. It is, man. I I love Cook, but he's such a fumble machine. I still remember his days in Florida State. He had one play, uh, threw the ball to him. He was going into the end zone. Nobody around him and fumbled the ball. He's just <laughs> so frustrating. But, yeah, I mean, I was super excited for a huge, huge run, momentum coming back to us, and then, yeah, blew it. Well, seven plays later, Ryan found Jackson for a one-yard touchdown, and it was 17-0 Colts. That concluded the first quarter, and Ben, that made the stadium pretty quiet. Yeah, dude, it was so quiet. It was, I mean, it was rocking at the beginning of the game. I love her, the school chant and everything like that. But, like, after that, it was, it was, it was gone, man. Like, it was totally gone. But listen, I, I mean, I'm going to say this now. You kept saying, like, I'm going to wait till the game's over. Like, I know we're doing really well, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait till this game's over. Yeah, I'm definitely one of those guys who doesn't rub it in, doesn't talk smack during the yeah. game because I know better because so many things can happen. And as we see as we go through this, unfortunately, my intuition was correct. It but was. <laughs> as the second quarter got underway, the Vikings again found themselves in trouble facing a fourth and one from their own 31-yard line. They decided to try a cook run, and he was stuffed, giving Indy great field position. Ben, kind of an interesting call this early in the game, but lucky for the Vikings, their defense managed to hold the Colts to just a field goal, making it 20-0 Indianapolis. Yeah, I felt like uh, O'Connell trusted our defense a little bit too much, which is fine, I guess, but like I, I would have punted played field position with the guys. I mean, uh, again, special teams touchdown. We had held you to the field goal at the goal line. Like, play the play field position, try to get back in the game that way. But, yeah, it was huge, huge defensive stop to get you all to kick a field goal. Little deja vu as the Vikings again faced fourth and one from their own 31, this time electing to punt, or so it seemed. Turns out they were up to more trickery as they attempted a fake punt and throw, which was well over the intended target again, setting up the Colts with great field position. 
Ben, once more, the defense held strong for the Vikings that the Colts were forced into settling for another field goal to make it 23-0. Yeah, I just... Our defense stepped up, man, for sure. I mean, you had a lot of times where you could have scored a touchdown. The guys behind us actually called the fake punt, which I thought was interesting, but I just don't know why we called the fake punt. I mean, it was like the guy wasn't open. Terrible throw. I just I don't understand it at all. It was terrible. Yeah, and at that point, I mean, if you're going to go for it on fourth down, you might as well just keep Cousins and the offense out there. Why back yourselves up an extra 15 yards and then try to make a throw with a guy who's not even a quarterback and used to throw in the ball? Exactly. I don't know, man. Don't it, know. Definitely interesting play call there yeah. for sure. And, yeah. yeah, you know, deep in your own territory, very risky. Yeah. But, yeah, thankfully your defense, you know, held strong once more. Yeah. Well, after a punt from each team, the Vikings got possession and desperately needed a score. I turned to Ben at this point, and I, as I've done many times during our friendship, and I made a bold prediction. I said, time for a pick six. Ben, sure enough, that's what, exactly what happened as Blackman stepped in front of the Cousins pass and took it an easy 17 yards for a touchdown to make it 30-0. to zero. Yeah, I'm listening, y'all. I'm there to witness, like Travis said that, and literally the very next play, that's when he throws a pick six. And I'm like, and we didn't even talk about the very first drive. You called them to get stopped on the goal line and kick a field goal. I mean, this dude has been calling, Travis has been calling these things for years, man. It's anno- It's like super awesome, but like super annoying at the same time because he's so right about this stuff. But, yeah, it's Cousins being Cousins again, making a terrible throw, throwing it behind the receiver right to the cornerback and easy pick six. Well, after another punt by the Vikings, the Colts got the ball back and added one more field goal to make it 33-0 at the half. Ben, as bad as your defense has been playing all season, them holding us to five field goals was a huge win for you guys, especially with the short field position we had to work with multiple times. Yeah, I mean, a lot of our fans, and rightfully so throughout the year, were cheering for Ed Donatel to get fired. Um, But, like, really, this game wasn't anything to do with defense. We actually played well. I mean, yeah, if the Colts had gotten first drive in, we're talking about a Colts victory here. We're not talking about a Vikings victory, but... But, yeah, just a couple times. And I, the play calling at the end of the half for you guys, too, y'all ran the ball, th- I think, three straight times. Didn't even try to really get in the end zone when you're at, like, the I think it was, like, the 10, 12-yard line, something like that. It was, so I thought that was odd. Yeah, it's like we were content yes. just to go into halftime with another field goal. And, yeah. again, I'll, I'll get to my, my thoughts on, on playing that way and here in a little bit. But, yeah, kind of an interesting play call for sure down the stretch there. Yeah. Well, Ben – we kind of talked about this earlier, but what do you expect were the conversations by each coach at halftime? <laughs> Vikings first. I can't. I can't say that without using some expletives. Because oh. <laughs> I'm sure he. I'm sure he lit a fire under them, or either that or laid into them. Probably. Oh, I'm sure. Like it's got to be either that or somebody in the locker room that is a, a captain stood up and was like, "Guys, what the crap are we doing? Like seriously, we are getting murdered." murdered 33 nothing like we haven't even scored a point we yeah. got such a potent potent offense i'm like it just doesn't make any sense uh and then like the flip side for you guys i don't know like i feel like it's almost like hey great job pat in the back like you're doing a keep doing job. what you're doing yeah just like that that's basically it like i don't feel like there's anything else you could say at that point you guys are dominating the game yeah maybe finish a little bit you know like you know those drives that stalled and you know we settle for field goals maybe hey guys let's actually try to put in the end zone and Take, you know, take it all the way because obviously touchdowns are better than field goals and those points add up quick. So I would say that'd probably be the only takeaway for the Colts. I mean, without Taylor in there, 
Moss and Jackson were doing a decent job running the ball. I mean, you know, the best that they could. I feel like, you know, they were getting four or five yard chunks, you know, several times, you know, different drives. And so, you know, that makes those second downs a lot more manageable when it's second and five, second and six, you know, versus second and nine, you know, that type of thing. So, you know, things seem to be going well there. They seem to be picking up the slack. But, yeah, then the second half started. (laughs) (laughs) So the second half began with each team punting the ball, so not a whole lot of drama then at that point. But finally, yes, finally, after almost 37 minutes of play, the Minnesota Vikings got on the scoreboard with a two-yard pass by Cousins to Osborne. Ben, it took long enough, but you guys finally found the end zone. Yeah, and I would say, I don't know, I would say a majority of the Minnesota Vikings fans were just like, thank goodness we didn't get shut out. Like, I really think that's what we were all, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like, okay, good, we at least scored. I at least saw them score a touchdown. I'm content now to get. It's not the Cowboys game. Right, it's not the Cowboys game. We didn't score three points. I'm, I'm cool. I finally got to see that. So, I think we kind of were like, eh, there's like a slim chance, like maybe like 1% or whatever there. But, like, yeah, it was just at least nice to see them get on the board. The Colts answered that drive with a solid drive of their own, but yet again, the Vikings defense held strong when they needed to and forced Indy to kick another field goal. Score was now 36-7. Important to note here, this would be the last time the Colts would score all game. You would think it would have been enough, though. I mean, up 29 points still, but the Vikings were just getting started. After driving down the field all the way to the goal line, Ham punched it in from a yard out, making it 36-14. Ben, at this point, that door that was slammed shut at halftime started opening just a little bit. Yeah, we just kept getting, I mean, just quick drives, uh, making smart plays finally on our offensive side of the ball, defense stepping up, shutting you guys out, three and outs. Uh, it's just so weird to say about our defense doing that because they hadn't been doing that all year whatsoever. But, but yeah, I mean, just like you said, just kind of just creeping, just kind of just staying in the game and keeping it at least somewhat close. Well, that brought an end to the third quarter, and the Colts had one quarter left to survive. The fourth quarter started with a quick three and out for Indy. Ben, the Vikings drove down, and Cousins hit Jefferson this time for an eight-yard pass to make it 36-21. Yeah, again, just like just like creeping it up and being keeping in the game and just quick drives. Another Colts punt and a promising drive stalled as Cousins threw an interception. Ben, not sure I fault him on this one as it looked like the receiver may have run the wrong route. Yeah, there was miscommunication somewhere. I I mean, typically the quarterback's yelling at the receiver, so, like, you would assume it was on the receiver for sure, but I, I'm not sure what Cousins saw. I, I mean, all I saw was the Colts safety catching the ball by <laughs> 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 the three-yard line, so I don't know. But it was it didn't kill us as much as I thought it was going to. Yeah, well, we were pinned back down there deep, so the Colts were forced into another punt, and then Cousins led another impressive drive that started at the 50-yard line, this time finding... Adam Thielen for a one-yard touchdown. Ben, at this point, I was nervous as all get out because the score was now 36-28, to 28, so a one-score game. Yeah, and there was still so much time. I mean, like you said, you were talking about running the clock out for your drives and stuff, but, like, you just couldn't get anything going offensively to get the clock going. And um, it just was just really surprising that we actually got it. And Thielen, had, we kept talking about that, too. We hadn't even seen him, like, all game. And, like, it was a big, big touchdown catch for sure. But, no, it was – it was definitely, I mean, atmosphere was changing, for sure. Yeah, you could, you could feel it. <laughs> yes. What will probably go down as one of, if not, the biggest defensive plays of the entire game, Matt Ryan was stuffed on fourth and one. The spot was challenged by the Colts and then upheld. 
and on the very next play, Cook took a screen pass from Cousins 64 yards for a touchdown. He followed that up with a two-point throw to Hawkinson, and we were all tied up at 36. Ben, U.S. Bank Stadium was absolutely rocking. Oh, my gosh. It was just that experience, man, being in that stadium with all those fans going crazy was, was, was just awesome. Awesome. But, yeah, no, I, I, mean, I, think, I think we both agree it was a questionable call. We think we, he might have made it, but then also his momentum, I think, was stopped, too. So it was like, we're not really sure. Um, but then, yeah, the cook, just the right, that play, next, next play, I mean, it was crazy. And then the guys again behind us who were hilarious the whole time, but like they were like, "No, don't score that early!" Like there's still two minutes and ten seconds. Like, like don't do that. But like honestly, I'd rather get in the end zone, make sure we get those points, don't get stopped at the goal line because y'all could have stopped us on four plays or something like that. So it was huge to come back. But yeah, I just, I you and I both witnessing that was was remarkable. Yeah, you mentioned the guys behind us, and you know he literally couldn't even get the full thing out of his mouth. He literally said. Guys, let's let's try not to score too quick. We don't leave time on the clock. And before he could even finish his sentence, I go, "You mean like that?" <laughs> and Cook's just taking it all the way down for the touchdown. So I mean, great for you guys to be able to score, but also, yeah, I mean, still left a lot of time for us to to potentially answer. And I want to touch on something we didn't we didn't hit on this, but this happened in the first uh, half, and it was kind of poetic justice for you guys with that Matt Ryan run because again, you said you know it, it was questionable. Maybe he made it. Maybe he didn't, you know, it, it was kind of up in the air again, the whole forward progress. When did it stop? When did, you know, when did they blow the whistle? That type of thing. Because you guys, uh, Michael Pittman had a catch there in the first half. Yes. And he was trying to fight for more yards. So it looked like, you know, the play's still going on. You guys strip him and you run it the other way for a touchdown. And it looked like you guys were on the board. Momentum had turned just like that. But then the refs blew the play dead and they said forward progress had stopped. And that was very questionable because, obviously, again, Pittman was still fighting for yards, but the refs deemed, hey, the play was dead. So this was kind of, in a way, I feel like balancing that out a little bit. As frustrated as I was about that and sitting there like, I think he made it, yeah. it was kind of like, well, we got one in the first half. Yeah, You guys got that one in the second half, kind of balanced it out there. So, And we talked about it, too, after the game. The refs were terrible in this game, oh my gosh, but they were was. terrible on both sides, like easily both sides. multiple. I mean, yeah. just some of the calls they were making. I mean, I guess they were consistently bad. So it's like if you're going to call stuff, at least be bad both ways. And they were. And that I feel like that was one instance because I feel like they probably got both of those wrong. You guys should have had that touchdown oh, yeah. the first half. Oh, yeah. We should have had that first down. Yes. Yeah. And obviously that ended up being monumental because we get that first down. Now we're eating. Almost the rest of the clock. Basically game over. Basically yeah. game over. But yeah. instead, you guys get it. Very next play, Cook to the house. Yeah. Well, there was, I mean, there was another one we talked about, too, refs-wise, like flipping the side to you guys. Like, it was a clear pass interference, but, like, you even said it. I mean, Cousins threw the ball out of bounds. So, like, I, again, where's the uncatchable rule? I, I don't know. I know it's all on the official, but, like, yeah, there's no way Osborne's coming down with that, even with the guy in his face. I mean, there's just no way he's going to – he's not – Freaking Superman. But, no, I agree. And then we had the other one, too, which, fan, I mean, nobody <laughs> liked this guy at all. And you could tell he looked pretty nervous when he was talking because uh, he just got booed, like, the whole time. But <laughs> but we had that other fumble, too, second mm. half that, um, yeah. again, they just – I just – we've talked about this before. Like, I, I just want them to let the play go, let them just go in the end zone, and then, again, just review it. But it didn't happen. We did at least get the ball because uh, it's a turnover, so they always review a turnover, but, but still frustrating. 
as soon as that happened, I thought of you immediately because we had just talked about that yeah. last week about letting the play go and then reviewing it after the touchdown. And I immediately was like, there's an opportunity right there for yeah. them to just Again. let it play out and then go back and check. And, okay, yep, yeah. it was a fumble. Yep. Well, at this point, Minnesota had all the momentum, and it seemed inevitable the Vikings were going to stop the Colts one last time and score as time expired. They did stop Indy, but then were stopped themselves, and Ben, we headed to overtime. And we even kind of predicted this would we happen. Said this we was, said yeah, this yeah. earlier. We're like, can you imagine what if this game goes into overtime? And then it, it was literally set up for that, and then yes. here we were. I think, I think it was fair. I really did want it to go. As a fan, obviously, I want to win the game. But I think just y'all dominated the first half. We dominated the second half. Let's just end in the tie and go to the overtime to now, you know, whoever wins that. Yeah. So you start fresh. Exactly. Start. Whoever wins that one. It's 0-0 zero, zero now. Winners. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I liked that we went to overtime and that nobody won. Yeah, well, the Vikings won the toss, and I assume they would march right down the field as Indy's defense that had been on the field felt like the entire second half was absolutely gassed. Yeah. They dug in deep, though, held strong, and forced the Vikings to punt. Ben, I was a little surprised the Vikings didn't just end it there on that first possession in OT. Yeah, I mean, we, we were moving the ball. We got that... Um, I think that was that personal foul call. I can't remember if it was at the fourth quarter or not. The one to get the roughing the passer. Yeah, I that, I was, think that was yeah. the drive where it hit the helmet to helmet contact one. But yeah, so I thought I thought after we got that, I was like, okay, I think we're going to mm. move it here and score. But no, y'all, yeah, held strong, especially after what we had just done in the fourth quarter. But I mean, you said it, man. That your offense hadn't done anything, and your defense had been on the field probably the whole entire second half. I mean, really, that's what it felt like for sure. Uh, but no, it was a huge stop for you guys. Well, the Colts got their turn, and after several plays, they were forced to punt as well. This game looked like it may be heading for a tie, but the Vikings were bound to lock up that NFC North Division crown. A six-play drive, and then it was Greg Joseph's turn to come out and be the hero. And Ben, he did exactly that, knocking in the game-winning 40-yard field goal, giving you guys a 39-36 win and unleashing absolute pandemonium in that stadium. <laughs> Dude, I just... Just that whole experience with you, man, and with everybody around us, I just, it was amazing. I, I know for your side of things, it's, it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to turn out, but but just being around everybody like that, just craziness. And I am I was waiting for him to miss it. I think we both were kind of thinking he's going to shank it or something like that. But, I mean, it just it started curving off, and then it went basically right down the middle. But just what a great way to basically win our division. I mean, coming back from, you know, 33 down to, to win it is just unbelievable. So I thought about the perfect analogy for this game, Ben. It reminds me of back when you used to play Madden and you're trying to play on All-Pro. You think you're better than you are playing on All-Pro, but you're getting killed. So at halftime, you pause it and you switch All-Pro to rookie mode. <laughs> and then that way you can come back and you can beat the computer because you're tired of getting your butt kicked by them. But that's what this game felt like with the Vikings and the Colts. Yeah, I think, I think that's the best analogy you could probably ever have. Well, the biggest takeaways for me in this one, Jonathan Taylor yeah. being MIA for the entire game was huge. Yes. You know, I fe definitely felt like in that second half, you know, first half, obviously we were up a lot. We were scoring other ways, special teams, defense, you know, kicking a lot of field goals. So his presence wasn't as felt in the first half or seemed like it was as needed. But then as the second half came around, the run game started to struggle. Obviously, Matt Ryan had a really rough day, only throwing for, I think it was like 182 yards. Yeah. Not great at all. And so not to have Taylor in there to just kind of balance that pass run attack 
and, you know, open up that play action for Ryan to be more successful in the passing game. I mean, I felt that was that was a huge deal. Um, I feel like Ryan made that fourth down. You know, we already talked about that fourth and one. But shame on the Colts for not having someone behind him pushing him forward. Agreed. I mean, a fullback, the running back, tight end, but, you know, bigger guy. I don't care. Just somebody. Because, I mean, the dude's 37 years old, not super strong. I mean, most quarterbacks aren't, you know. You've got a few guys like Josh Allen or something. That's an exception. But most guys, you know, smaller, skinnier guys, they need an extra push. So I feel like the Colts failed Ryan on that one. I don't put blame on Ryan for that one. I mean, that's offensive line. They they need to do a better job pushing initially that, that front. But then have somebody behind him, man. Give him that extra push. And then this one was really irritating me. We touched on this earlier. Whoever is calling those screen passes needs to stop. Spoiler alert, they don't work. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious, how long is it going to take us to realize that screen passes do not work? Why are you asking wide receivers whose jobs are to catch the ball and to run routes to now block? That is not their job, and they are not good at it, no. and clearly it doesn't work. It's not a play that needs to be in the playbook. Just rip it out, throw it in the garbage, burn it. I don't care. Stop calling screen plays. And lastly, Ben, I kept saying two things to you over and over during the game. One, there was plenty of time on the clock. And second, if you play not to lose instead of playing to win by taking your foot off the gas, bad things happen and you usually lose. And that's exactly what I feel like the Colts did. I mean, I feel like I'm sure Jeff Saturday at halftime probably preached to them, guys, pedal to the metal. Let's keep pressing on, keep doing what we're doing, keep piling on if you can. And for some reason, they didn't listen. And then, obviously, it costs him because, again, yes, you, you play not to lose instead of playing to win. You settle for field goals when you should be scoring touchdowns. It's going to end up biting you in the butt, and that's exactly what happened in this game. So do you have any takeaways as a Vikings fan yeah, on your I side mean, of things? Yeah, for sure. I, I'll just kind of piggyback off what you said again, kind of with the still that last drive going into halftime. I mean, you even said, like, basically go for the jugular. I mean, I just I still – 30 nothing. I mean, you know, as a Colts fan, you were you were probably the only Colts fan saying, I know what could happen in the second half. Like, I know this football team. I know that, you know, 30 nothing looks pretty good to any other franchise. But, like, for us, I, I know what we've done. We've blown all these leads. Like, I mean, the Eagles, like you said, the Steelers, I mean, all that. So, like, I, you have said that. And then I just still didn't get the play call in there for the three run plays. I was like, what are y'all doing? You're not trying to win the game. Uh, well, not trying to win the game, but you're not trying to – Keep yeah, like I said, foot in the gas. Like go for the juggler. That would have that would have basically probably you know buried us pretty much as my score opinion. one more touchdown. It's yes. over. Yeah, we score forty. We're done. Yes, because you guys ended up with thirty nine. Yes. I mean, yeah, like I mean, and it wouldn't have even had thirty nine because thirty nine happened no. in overtime. So exactly. you would have gotten to thirty six. So we would have won forty to thirty six. Right. Game over. Exactly. Hundred percent agree. So that was my first takeaway for that. I hundred percent agree with what your take. My second take, uh, as a Vikings fan, I'm, I'm hoping K.J. Osmer does this the rest of the year because he was a baller. He was ridiculous. Le leading receiver today. I kept being like, who is this guy? Yes. Where did he come hey, from? He's our, he's our number three. I we're mean, we're concentrating Jefferson. on Jefferson, and, yeah, which got, he still had a good game, too. Right. You got Jefferson, you shut down Thielen, but then K.J. Osmer, like, what the crap? I mean, over 150 yards receiving today. Uh, so that's where I'm, that's where my hope is, is that, cause again, if Justin Jefferson is our offense, we're going to lose. Like we're just, we're going to lose. There's no way we're going to beat teams with just one, one player. But that's my takeaway for that is hopefully KJ Osmer can do it. My last takeaway, I'm just going to keep saying this. So if the listeners get annoyed with this, I'm super, but I just, we're going to, we're, we're the first round exit, man. 
Like it's just it's just coming. Like as as awesome as that felt watching the game with you and us making history. I mean, this is our first NFL game going together and we saw history. <laughs> like that's so crazy. They still can't get over that. But if we do this to teams in the playoffs, 49ers, we do this to an Eagles team, we do this even to like a, a commanders team, I mean we're gonna we're gonna lose. I, I just don't I don't see it happening. So that's yes, I'm excited we came back but and won the North, but I'm just at the same time very skeptical that we'll we'll make it out of the first round. I gotta say, I mean, hats off to Kirk Cousins because yeah. I mean, he was as bad as it gets in the first half. I mean, I think we said, yeah, 20 some yards. Yes. And he ended up with 460. Insane. Four touchdowns. He did have the two picks, but again, honestly, I don't think either one of them was his fault. So, yeah. Don't really fault him for either one. Again, they didn't end up really hurting him. I mean, the pick six did. It was huge. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. But the other one, again, we already talked about that. Probably wrong route, miscommunication there. So, and we ended up punting free plays after that. So, you guys pinned us down there and we were good. We did sack Cousins seven times, though, which I feel like we don't usually get that many sacks. So that felt really good. Yeah. But obviously, it's water under the bridge when you lose the game. Nobody cares about how many sacks you have. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, but we found out afterwards, you know, this was the greatest comeback in NFL history. And poor Matt Ryan is now part of the biggest comeback in a Super Bowl and a regular season game. And unfortunately for Matty Ice, he's on the wrong end of both of those records. Poor guy. Most of you guys remember the Super Bowl from a few years ago when it was Patriots and Falcons, and they were up 28-3 to and blew that one, and now you have today. So poor Matt Ryan. Poor and, man, I said this earlier. How do you come back from this? Like, part of me, if it was me, I mean, obviously he's probably a lot more strong-willed, but he'd probably just retire. Yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> literally, like, 10 minutes after the game's over, I'm, I'm hanging my Sorry. up. You I, can, Nick Foles, here you go, man. Here's the playbook. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? The Colts make. Do that on their own. You know, they they might say, you know what, Manny, we love you, and we're sorry we couldn't give you a better offensive line. You know, we failed you. Right. We're going to give Nick Foles the chance. I mean, why not? They've already benched him once for your, I mean, not really a rookie, but, you know, for him. So, like, I mean, why not give him a chance? Yeah. And Ben, you touched on this, but the fact that we got to witness history was absolutely incredible. I mean, of all the games that we could have gone to, all the games that are played every week, and we went to this one because these are our two favorite teams. So, I mean, it makes the most sense. But the odds of this being one of the greatest games ever, who could have picked that? So, yeah. I mean, truly, truly incredible. I feel blessed that we got to experience it together. Yeah. Um, so, very, very cool. You know, we definitely couldn't have picked a better game to attend. <laughs> I mean, seriously, even a, no, not a chance. I mean, again, we said this, the only one that rivals it would be the Chiefs and Bills, you know, from last year. And that's just because it was in the playoffs. You know, there's more implications, you know, in all that and just the back and forth scoring there at the end of the fourth quarter and overtime. So other than that, though, I mean, this game, it's right there and it's definitely one one of the tops. Obviously, for me, I would have loved a slightly different outcome, (laughs) but I am happy for my best friend and his team for battling all the way back. Right. Won their division, still the second seed in the NFC. So. Good stuff for you guys. And Colts fans, believe it or not, we can still win the division. We certainly don't delete we certainly don't deserve to because obviously as bad as we played today, we should just be sitting on the couch and watching the playoffs. But crazy thing is we still can. We've got to win the last three games. Titans have to lose all four there. So it's a big if. But in the words of Lloyd Christmas, you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs>
I hope y'all come back. I, like after what just happened, I really do. I'm, I'm hoping, and I told you that already. Like I hope, just like I told you with last year with the Jaguars knocking y'all out, and I hope that's what exactly happens with the Titans. They lose every game, and funny enough, they're playing the Jaguars last week of the season. So it'd just be justice for you guys to see them knocked out, and then you guys get sneak in and get get a home playoff game. That'd be pretty sick. <laughs> it would be pretty sick. Hey, you want to go to a game? <laughs> yeah, why not? Playoff game in Indy? Yeah, but. That would be pretty crazy, and the fact that the Jaguars are the ones that sent us home at the end of last year and kept us from going in the playoffs, and now they could end up helping us win the division. But, again, a lot has to happen before that. We actually have to win a ball game, which hasn't happened in weeks. <laughs> but it feels like an eternity. But, anyways, that's going to do it for us here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You've been listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.